Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hello, I am your host, Tuttle, in case you didn't know, because it's named the Tuttle Daily Podcast. But if you want to check me out, guys, I'm going to get these plugs in because I got some really important things I need to get into. But you can go to my website because if I gave you out all of my social media, I'd be here for like five, six minutes. I'm wanting to give you guys content, not plugs. So go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. That has a link to everything. I mean everything in my world. Go to Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my video content, yes, it goes directly to my YouTube page. But if you type in Tuttle TV, that's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E-TV.com. That takes you to my YouTube channel. And if you want to email me and make a comment or have any questions, you can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle at gmail.com. And I'm giving all my content away for free. So if you want to be nice and donate to the cause, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. You can do that by going to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That is the website you need to go to. So yes, guys, it's been a very, very busy day for me so far. I'm getting a late jump on things. One being there was a personal family crisis that came up, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. But the reason I'm kind of late is that I actually spent the last 45 minutes of my hour talking to Tom and Dan, a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. If you go to TomAndDan.com, you can check them out. And guys, you know, you hear a lot of podcasts, and when I tell you this, these guys are the best. Tom Dan or Tom and Dan, Tom Ban, Daniel Dennis, you know them from the Monsters in the Morning. They left corporate radio and they started a podcast about almost 11 years ago. They started and I was helping them out. And then when I got fired from Clear Channel, I stopped helping them out because I was having to be in Tampa all the time. And that was the beginning of my work career with Bub the Love Sponge back in 2010. But what I'm saying, guys, If you want to hear how podcasts are really done, what I'm doing right now is basically amateur bullshit. I'm doing this podcast out of my beat-up PT Cruiser. I don't have a special mic. I'm just talking directly into my iPhone. And I get it to sound halfway decent because I use a lot of compression and iPod or iPod equalizer type stuff that the app Twisted Wave that I use, yes, If you want some good mobile editing, use Twisted Wave. Twisted Wave. It's like a $9 app. It'll be the best $9 that you've ever spent in your life on any iPhone app. That's Twisted Wave. So, but yes, I was on the, on the phone with Tom and Dan. And what was great was I was just texting Daniel. I was texting Daniel out of the blue and I knew he was probably recording right now, but I just wanted to say, Hey, Daniel, whenever you have a little bit of time, because I know he's busy, he's married, he's got, I don't know if I I had to guess a three or four year old and I know that they need a lot of attention at that time. But I said, hey, man, just text me whenever you have a chance because I want to be able to 
take my podcast to the next level. I've kind of plateaued on the hosting site that I chose first. I just picked the first free one that I could pick, and then I would go from there. But I've noticed that my numbers have plateaued off, and I don't know if it's because that site is not as popular or what's going on. I've just plateaued in my numbers. And I wanted to pick Daniel's brain and find out, hey, what are you guys doing? What did you do when you first started to get attention and, and get the most people listening to your content? How would you do it? So I'd be a dumbass. I'd be the dumbest broadcaster in the world. And that's one of the things that I don't understand about broadcasters is like, oh, they're hard-headed. They don't want to listen to other shows. I listen to talk radio all the time, even if it's bad talk radio. I listen to it because I can hear the mistakes that I don't want to make it so I can have a great broadcast. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of broadcast content, a lot of news, just the delivery mechanism of the content. I I pick and choose of things what you need to do and things you don't want to do. And and I've learned from those. So I, I texted Daniel and then Daniel happened to text me back and was like, hey, man. We're recording a show right now. Why don't you call in? And so I called in, and then Daniel was talking to me, and then I got in. I was like, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of uh, Drunky, who goes by Tom Van right now. I was trying to get a hold of him just to, hey, what's going on? I want to pick your brain because I know Daniel is very, very busy. And I'm not saying he's any busier than Tom, but just Daniel has a lot of production work. Yes, Dan or Tom does take care of the business side. Daniel takes care of all the business, or I mean, all the production stuff behind the scenes to make the podcast sound good. All the artistic stuff is coming from Daniel. Tom is the business guy. He's the business guy. He's the one that does a lot of stuff and makes sure their ass is covered. So Tom's doing what he's doing, but I know he's busy as well too, but I've been trying to get a hold of Tom for the past two or three weeks and I've not been able to get a hold of him. Like every three days I get a text, hey man, I'm sick or something happened with the kids or, you know, and listen guys, please don't go back to Tom and Tom and Dan and saying I'm bad mouth. No, I'm not. I'm saying everything that I said on the podcast with them earlier this from this morning. So you're not going to be letting them know anything new that they haven't heard already because I said it to them over the air. So what I'm saying is I just saw an angle to be able to work to make Tom, you know, feel like he's so much better than me that since I have no purpose in his life anymore, that's the reason he can't call me back. And yes, do I believe that? No, I I know that Tom's a very busy guy, but I threw that out there because I knew that it was the perfect angle. And then as soon as I, I got the reaction, you know, drunk he was, or Tom, God damn it, I got to stop that. He's going to be so pissed at me because I was purposely calling him drunky on Tom and Dan, but I just knew that I was going after Tom, and it w- he was laughing at first, and then I was getting big laughs out of Sam and Dan. So I just pushed it even further because when I when I see or hear something that's working, I automatically like you got to keep going to that well. You got to go there until it's dried up. You got to go for that um, uncomfortable silence, and that's one of the great things that God is that Dan actually gave me that compliment. He says I'm the king of cringe radio, and I I take that as a badge of compliment in my opinion. I really, really do because it takes a skill to be able to get under people's skin. And and even though you may not get a laugh out of it, you get that uncomfortable pause, that uncomfortable sense in the air from people. And I love that. That's where I, where I live at. That's where I strive. That's where I'm my best. 
So I had a great time with Tom and Dan, and and it was a lot, a lot of fun, and I really appreciate them having on, having me on. If you get a chance, check them out, TomAndDan.com. Just search Tom and Dan, A Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan on all the pa- podcast formats. You'll be able to find them. It's very, very easy. They're too big not to find. They're too big not to find. And guys, I I mentioned this earlier, and I don't like getting into things like this, but... I have an outlook on radio. My main goal when doing a podcast is to give you polarizing, interesting content. And most above anything is to make you laugh and to forget about it because everyday life sucks. The rigorous just mundane stuff you have to do on a daily daily basis is not great and if i can help you on that hour drive to work from your house and make you forget about your problems i've done my job but i also think what is the most important thing about talk radio and the long format format of Talk radio is that you have to talk about the things that are going on in your life. Yes, they might not be funny and they might be a little bit of a downer, but I think that's what people connect with. I think people connect with people that are real and tell you what's going on in their lives and what they're going through. I think that type of stuff, I think that's the type of stuff that made real radio as popular as it is right now because we talked about things going on in our everyday life and I think people find that way more interesting than us giving our opinions on current events and pop culture that's going on in our everyday lives. I think people like hearing it. People like having that connection and hear about other people's problems instead of theirs. So I digress. What I'm trying to say is that in 40 years of my life, my dad has been one of the strongest guys that I've ever known. He was an iron worker back in the days before you had to wear safety harnesses. They walked around in denim jeans and boots, no shirts on, and they would weld throughout the day getting the dangerous UV light from the sun, the Florida sun. The Florida sun is so brutal, and they did it every single day, day in and day out. I've never seen my dad get emotional at all. He's always had that stern, comforting, like reassurance and a voice. And today, and we kind of knew this was going to happen. I, If you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know, I mentioned last week about my dad getting the news that his brother, yes, his brother, his middle brother, there were three brothers, Rick, or Harold was the oldest, Rick was the middle, and my dad, Wayne, was the youngest. So my dad got picked on a lot. So, and, and this is the thing that I'm, I can put myself in my dad's shoes and I know what he's going through, but I am an only child. I'll never have any brothers as siblings. And that is a very lonely feeling outlook in the future because you know most siblings after their parents are gone you have that really deep thick blood relation with the brother or sister and i'll never ever in my life be able to just feel how that that tastes and and it's never going to happen for me so i know brothers and sisters and siblings all together are very very important but um my dad found out a couple weeks ago that my 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 uncle Rick his dad my dad's brother only had a couple weeks left to live and 
he has cancer, and he lived a pretty healthy life. Yes, he was a drinker. He dipped tobacco, smokeless tobacco, but I, I don't recall him ever being a smoker as long as I've been ab- been alive or been able to remember things. So he was a Vietnam veteran. Rick was a uh, Vietnam veteran, fought probably four years, three or four years in the war. And, you know, looking back on it, and I know, God, me repeating this all the time is making me feel like I am some conspiracy theory type guy. But, you know, I've read so much about the Vietnam War and the Agent Orange and everything that they sprayed to kill the vegetation to help our soldiers to be able to fight the Viet Cong. So I know the type of chemicals and and stuff that they were just exposed to. And I really, really do have a feeling that maybe that might be what it was because he lived a pretty good life. He was in great shape. But my dad, like he didn't cry today. He didn't have any tears running down his face. But it was the first time I've seen his eyes glassy and red. And it... I know it's one of those things that everybody has to deal with, guys. I know death is a part of normal, everyday life, but guys, man, it just, it really, really affects you when you see that strong figure in your life. And he's in his 70s, and I've never seen him really show any, like, true sad emotions or depressed emotions. I've never seen my dad do that before. And it was just a very, very odd feeling that it took 40 years of my life to experience that for the first time. And, you know, shit like this really, really fucks me up. And I, and, and you guys, a lot of people don't understand religion or, or depression. I, you know, I get on religion as well too, but you guys don't understand depression and people look at, at depression and as a bad thing like it's it's a a um it's a hindrance it's 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 a handicap it's not a handicap the way that i look at it yes i try to commit suicide and i went a little bit crazy and maybe i have weird thoughts every once in a while but i look at it as i'm not handicapped i look at it as i'm able to look at life and see how it is i'm able to see life and see what it's for we live a life where at the beginning we we don't think about our mortality we don't we don't think about our mortality and how the only thing we have in human life, the only only thing in common we have is that we're all going to die one day. There's nothing you can do about it. And God, I really sound depressive, but this is the way that I look at it. All these celebrities and politicians and billionaires and people that have this self-entitlement that think that they're better than everybody else, you're not. You are a spirit speck of dirt when it comes to the complexity and the size of the galaxy and the universe you have you can't you can't imagine that you do not mean an absolute fucking thing when it comes down into the grand scheme of things when it comes to our just to the galaxy to the universe you mean absolutely dog shit So when things like this happen, it's just a reminder of that thing we all have waiting for us at the end. And yes, the human brain works in a mysterious way. We think about it at that time, but our brain 
It's so complex. It's able to protect us against the things that we're going through. Just think about it. At the time when you're going through grief, when you're going through grief, guys, think about this. You think that this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. At the time, yes, it is. It feels like the worst thing you could ever go through. You know what? It's not. Because if you look back on the things that you've had to suffer through... After time, they become less and less and less until the time you 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 practically forget about them. You don't forget about them completely. Every once in a while, there be there'll be something there that will remind you about that bad time. But your brain is just so awesome. It's the most amazing thing we have in our body that it helps us forget about those pain and the hurt that we feel when we lose people. So, like I said, guys, I don't mean to get into a bad, like, depressive type topic. I just wanted to get into it because I feel like people want to hear the real things that I'm going through. And not just me, anybody you hear on the radio. I think you want to know what the, the people you listen to on a daily basis, what they're going through. So, that's why I'm sharing with you. And, and I'm going to get into some other things here. I just wanted to share with you and guys, let you guys know what I'm going through and maybe, Maybe, maybe one person will hear this and they'll, they're going through the same thing that I'm going through and they won't feel alone. And that's one of the great things about talk radio and, and being on the radio is that yes, I have not made a lot of money in this business. I've not made a lot of money in this business. And you know what? Stuff like that is, is what's rewarding. People ask me, Hey, why'd you talk about the, why'd you talk hours after you tried to kill yourself in an attempted suicide? Why'd you talk about that? Well, there were two reasons why I talked about that. One, I wanted to hold myself accountable because I didn't know if I was going to do that again. Did I ever figure I was ever going to try to commit suicide? No, at that moment, it was the only option. I panicked, and that's what I did. The reason I shared it is because I wanted to be hold, held accountable for doing it so my colleagues, the people that I work with, my friends and family know about that. They know that what I tried to do so they know that I'm in that state. That's why I told it. And number two, the other reason why I told it was because I wanted the people that are listeners maybe that are going through a rough time, going through a depression and, and think that suicide's an option. It's not. It's not an option. I regret it every single day because I had just been the worst week of my life locked up in a mental institution. Yes, it did me good, but it it sucked. It fucking sucked, guys. So what I'm saying is the reason I talked about it was because I thought maybe one, maybe two, or even a handful of people, I might be able to help them out. And that's why I talked about it. I live my life on the air. I live my life on the air on social media, on YouTube, everything online, you can find out anything about me. So I share things because I think you as the audience is owed that and you want to hear it. So that's why I do it. So guys, I promised you I was going to move on and I wanted to get into this and I don't understand. Listen, I support women's rights more than anything. I don't care what a woman does with her body. I don't care if she gets an abortion. I don't care if she gets a third trimester abortion. As long as the head is still inside the body, 
Yes, it sucks. I don't agree with it, but uh, that's their choice. Uh, they're the ones that bear bear our children. So I really have no say in that. Do I agree with the, you know, those late-term abortions? No, I do not. But I think a woman should be able to do anything she wants to be able to do. So I'm very, very supportive. But I don't understand why celebrities have to, especially female celebrities, have to go to this distance. They got to go this far in this fake outrage that they have. But Bizu Phillips, I don't understand why it's not Busy Phillips because she spells her name Busy, B-U-S-Y Phillips. But people call her Bizu Phillips or whatever. She, you know her from Dawson's Creek, Cougar Town, um, ER. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's been on like Kelly and Michael or Kelly and Ryan all the time as their filling guest host. But uh, she just recently spoke at some rally, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure. I just throw random things out here. I don't care if they're right or wrong. But she was speaking at some women's right rally where she went on this big screaming match and she just looked insane. People are not going to take you seriously on your, like, message when you're screaming and yelling like a coked-out celebrity whore. That's exactly what you look like. I posted this video on Twitter a lot, and everybody said, oh, she's got coke mouth. Oh, she snorted some lines. Everybody said that. So I'm not the only one. So here's the audio of Bizu Phillips talking at a woman's rights rally. Here I was, sitting in Los Angeles in my beautiful office of my own late night talk show. Which you don't have anymore. That was a big failure. Everybody thinks, every celebrity thinks, thinks it's easy to do what we do. And I'm not saying what we do just as in radio, but I'm talking radio and TV and talk show hosts. It's not, it's not easy, people. It takes a lot of practice and skill. Yeah, some people come in and they're just great at it, but some people have to work at their skill, and I was one of them. I'm, I've only gotten great at what I do and be able to give my opinion and come up with compelling content the way that I can just because I've learned from experience from other radio hosts and I know what works and what doesn't work. And she just thought she was self some self-entitled celebrity and thought that, hey, everybody wants to hear what I have to say, so yes, you should give me a talk show host, and it failed, Bizu, it failed. Soon I would be driving my hybrid car to my beautiful fucking home. I love how every celebrity has to throw it out there, I drive a hybrid car. I drive a hybrid car, which makes me better than all of you guys that I'm speaking to, and so that you know that I'm not some just stuck-up celebrity, I'm going to throw in the F-bomb to make you know that I'm serious and to make me look cool and I'm not a part of the establishment. Yes, you are a part of the establishment. You're a celebrity, so you are. By nature, you are. To kiss my two beautiful and healthy children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. I think your husband and children would prefer you not mentioning to them. You know, 
you got to think, Bizu Phillips, you got to think about these things. You making this crazy, crazy, like, lunatic of a speech. You could have done this in a way where it didn't make you look like a crazy cat lady. Because that's what you're looking like. That is exactly what you're looking like. And do you realize, I don't know how old your kids are, but if they're in grade school, they are getting screwed with so badly because their mom had a crazy rant on that. National TV and your husband. Do you think your husband want to know? Wants everybody to know that he stayed home to take care of the kids, so you could have a a profession. Which there's no problem with that. There's no problem at all with that. It works if you're making more money. It makes sense. So I'm not like holding that against you, but. Trust me, your husband does not want you mentioning him when you're having some crazy cat lady breakdown on TV. Don't do it. You got to think about your kids. I know you want to change the world, but don't embarrass your immediate family. And I have all of this. All of it. Because. 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 I was allowed bodily autonomy at 15. I will not be shamed into being quiet. We will not be shamed into being quiet never again. I will never stop talking about my abortion or my periods or my experiences in childbirth, my episiotomy. The nastiest part about that whole last part of the speech was I could do periods and all that other good bullshit she talked about. But fuck, why do you have to like bring up yeast infections? Nobody wants to hear about your goddamn yeast infections. Do you think that's helping you get your point across any more than what it would if you didn't mention or bring up your fucking yeast infections? What the fuck, Bizu? Ah. All right, guys, it's been a very long day. I'm going to cut this short. I appreciate everybody has tuned into this podcast. Thank you for helping me spread the word. I really, really appreciate it. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That has all the links of everything pertaining to my world. Go to TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle TV. That is the site that's going to take you directly to my YouTube channel. I only need a few more hours, guys. A few more hours and I'll be monetized so I can be making money off my podcast and the video content. So help me out, please. Go to TuttleTV.com. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. You can write me anything. I try to reply to everybody. And if you want to donate to the cause, all my content is free. Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. A dollar will help. I don't care. I'll take your dollar. If you could donate change on PayPal, I'll take change. I don't give a fuck. I'll take it. PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.